with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. We got a phoner. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to CFIS After 9, the Monday morning wake-up call. We're just, uh, we've got our guest, Tracy Calageros, coming on the phone with us here. We're just going to give her a quick call and uh, see how everything's going with her at the Exploration Place. We've got a, an amazing, amazing spot here in town, the Exploration Place. It's brought us so much um, wonderful, wonderful events, all kinds of things all through the years. And uh, we're just getting her up on the line here to see what's going on. We're going to uh, Tracy Caligeros. Yes, and um, they have a very good collection there, too, of artifacts and everything. Absolutely. They've been a leader within the whole ideals of reconciliation. Good morning, Tracy. How are you doing? That's all. How are you, Echo? I'm <laughs> doing pretty good. We're running a little, uh, little on the uh, oops thing this morning, but it's all going good. Um, oh, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, what's been going on? You guys have got some events coming up to do with Valentine's Day and a couple of other things. How would you please tell us all about them? <laughs> well, you tell me what's not going on. We have been so busy in the last, oh, geez, well, two years, really, but even just the last few months. So we have our pop-up shop running over at Pine Center Mall, and there is some programming being planned over there with our team, and all it really takes is a trip to our new website at explorationplace.com if you want to take a look at all of the programming they've got planned, but we've got some coding happening and some online uh, workshops happening as well as some Kiva opportunities in person, and then down at the main site, we're still closed, but we are finally making real headway on the renovation. So we're going hammer and tong with all the gang in there doing that work. Well, that's absolutely fabulous. So um, what's what are we going to look like when we reopen down there? Well, we've really gutted the place front to back. So all of the galleries are having a touch and everything is going to be totally different. Our front of house gallery where you first used to walk in, which was our old open atrium space, is now going to be our Gaia gallery. Uh, Gaia is another term for Earth, and what we're going to be looking at there is climate change over um, the extent of a, a Paleolithic time period. So we're looking at dinosaurs and the various epochs and the climate and the botany that were impacted during the various historical changes. So that'll be your new front entry we're adding a really cool commercial kitchen called Origins, and that will be not only providing food services into the museum, but selling products right out of a pass-through window into Clayton's Name Memorial Park. So that'll be a great new asset for the community. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Our, um, our main traveling exhibit gallery has been expanded and moved down to the lower floor. So the George Phillips exhibit gallery now is 3,000 square feet, which is going to let us bring in even cooler traveling exhibits from our partners all over North America. We're revamping our history hall. It's always been a pretty good post-contact overview of the development of the area, but the fact of the matter is we've done a pretty lousy job with other equity-seeking groups, and we'd like to talk a lot about the South Asian community and the Asian communities who also contributed to the the post-contact development here. Absolutely. They they are quite well represented uh, down in uh, Barkerville, I noticed. There is a, a little bit of a, um, a 
monument to them, I would suspect. I could say I remember that when I went down there. But that's Oh, yeah, there was a large Chinese population, especially not just in mining, but during the development of the railway. And the Chinatown in Barkerville is one of the most interesting, I think, in the province. Truly, truly, I do. I, I, it's, a, it's a very wonderful feature down there. And, mm-hmm. and holy smokes, you guys, are, are you actually um, blowing out the building at all? Is the building getting expanded, or you're just... No, no change to our footprint, but okay. we are changing the configuration inside. And uh, we, because we've changed our Cordoban Learning Centre into this commercial kitchen and our new retail and exit space, it does give us some more exhibit space on the floor as well. So it will be really cool, I think. We're, we're aiming at a May 7th opening date. Um, we're starting to run into some of the supply chain problems that you're hearing about in the news worldwide. So May 7th is still a fingers crossed date, but hopefully uh, it will be able to get opened. It won't delay us too much. Well, that's amazing. That's wonderful. Just in time for spring when everybody wants to get down to the park. That kitchen idea is exciting because I've always felt that it would be nice to have something down there like that. That's great. Absolutely. And it's Jenny, actually, who used to run Playgrounds Cafe that has come onto the team, and she's built this kitchen from scratch. So we know the food's going to be fabulous. <laughs> Outstanding. I hope with a couple of vegetarian options. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There will be plenty of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to head that direction, and it's, I'm finding it a little bit difficult beyond the <laughs> meat cravings, you know. <laughs> Just... There's some incredible vegetarian options out there these days, so mm-hmm. you'll find them. I'm excited about it. I just heard that the mayor of New York is actually a vegetarian and he's um, implementing vegetarian Wednesdays and Fridays or something of all things. Well, they say that that's much better for the environment. The, the, you yeah. want to tread more lightly on the earth. You want to try and reduce your red meat. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So we've got this going on up here with our museum, which is absolutely fabulous with a, a fairly recent or a quick finish time. What's going on in Victoria? I'm being you're are you still on the board of directors for the museums thing? Are you or? Oh yeah, no, I wasn't on that board. The okay. Royal BC Museum is its own deal, and I wasn't on their board of directors. I'm on the Canadian Museum Association board. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was thinking that you might have some heads up on how that's going to look for us down there. Yeah, I don't even think that the Royal BC folks know yet what that's going to look like, and rightly so. I mean, really, they, they've done the right thing by shutting down those upper galleries, and now they're going to go into the consultation process. You know, the whole museum industry is in flux right now, and it's really looking at new ways to be able to not just interact with Canadians, but to more fully tell our historical stories that haven't really been all that well told in the past. That's, so I think the Royal BC has a lot of work to do, but I think they're taking some of those first steps. Well, that's that's really good to hear. I, I was raised in Victoria and spent quite a time in that museum, so mm-hmm. that old horse in there, you know, and the cougar yep. and some of the fun stuff that was there, it, it is pretty dated and, uh, you know, surface oriented i hope they dig pretty deep i expect that they will that's certainly the conversation that's been happening amongst the staff there that i know and the uh, the conversations in the province more widely i think there's a real commitment to getting this right museums come out of such a colonial origin story that we've really got a pretty steep cliff to climb to get out of our own way and be able to be truly representative of all canadians Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes, we need to re- represent that in the education system as well as within our museums, I believe. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, museums have a really important role to play as a partner in the educational system, especially since so much of the humanities has been chopped from our public school system. You know, museums are the place kids are going to get those true depths of lessons in art and history and some of the other more critical thinking side of things. And boy, if there's anything we've learned in the last two years, the world could use a little more critical thinking. That is definitely absolutely true. Well, I'm sure glad that you're at the um, helm of a lot of these uh, (laughs) developments because, my gosh, lady, you are one heck of a a superstar as far as I'm concerned around this town. I, I appreciate everything you do. And if anybody doesn't appreciate this lady, I would advise you to go to LinkedIn, LinkedIn to check out her resume. I was sitting there scrolling going, oh my God, <laughs> we're one lucky community to have you, my dear. Um, oh, well, boy, you've just made my month. That's hey, a great well, way to start a well, week. <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody's really, like, everything you've done helping with the reconciliation and, and bringing everything, that's what I had hoped for this show to kind of be today, but it's just such a, a heavy topic to to bear. Um, well, let me tell you a good story on that front, then. We are working with the Mayukeo, which is a hereditary group west of town, and they've you know, been around for millions of years. Um, but they've been hoping to bring back a human hair headdress that has been genetically tied to their family, and it's been at the Royal Ontario Museum forever. Um, it's coming back to Prince George. We're hopeful that it'll be this spring, and we're working in partnership with them to bring it back on long-term loan. So reconciliation is one of those things that museums have such a role to play, and it's so Mm -hmm. exciting when it works right. So stay tuned, because we're putting in a whole gallery called the Mosaic Gallery just to do that kind of work over the next 10 years. Wonderful, wonderful. You know, I'd like to almost see the uh, museums call out the colonialist, <clears throat> excuse me, colonialism and, mm-hmm. um, you know, more represent that. But I think maybe that's more the job of schools to do, is it not? How are, I wonder how they're going to work that with the education. I think it's one of those struggles. You know, School District 57 is having that struggle right now. What do they want to look like and what is their role in true reconciliation? And I think all of us have a role to play. Museum's job really is to not just warehouse our history, but to examine that history with an idea that we're going to be able to do better next time around. And schools, while they can teach kids all sorts of things and expose them to all kinds of wonderful ideas, museums are still these unique spots where you can really engage with your community and your country over an extended period of time. And you can look at everything from the the Paleolithic all the way through to projecting into what things might look like on Mars 100 years from now. So museums mm-hmm. are very special places, and I, I think it's important that Canadians realize it. You know, it, We're already the place that everyone cites as the source of information they trust most. Well, that's great, but we could really use some of that support vocally and financially as we get down the road a little bit. And uh, museums really are trying to shift not just the way they think, but the way Canada thinks. Absolutely, and uh, I imagine there will be places for um, the individual bands all over the the different um, nations to create their own museums and and allow people to observe as well. Is there work going on like that within the uh, within without the, a doubt? In, okay, well that's really awesome. And another question that I have for you, um, you might know that the statue outside of our Four Seasons pool. There was a a lot of controversy over that. Should it be torn down? Is it going to be saved? Do you have any insight into that? I understand there's this just shows the extent of um, 
are non-understanding. There, some of the uh, images within that are absolutely wrong, according to the Decane. Is that correct, or one of the uh, bands? Dakel, I think, is the Dekel. language that you're thinking about. Dakel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's you're talking about the big curved statue that used to have yes, the fountain in the middle. Because it is um, quite a quite a nice piece, but they say they're going to destroy it, or maybe they already have. I don't know. I wondered if there was any chance of saving it to be. On. Well, I think if there there's a couple of pieces in that conversation. Um, there are uh, images on that that are depicted that are very colonial. The idea of mm-hmm. indigenous people sitting on the ground at the feet of the priests and the priest sort of lording over them, truly, unintended. Truly, um, I mean, that, that's, it's icky. But when you listen to Chief Logan speak about that same image, she says that, you know, knocking it down doesn't force people to face the, the evil that was done in history. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist of what she was talking about. I just got shudders. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. So, I, you know, I think from our perspective as a museum, if we just look at it as an artifact, we can't collect that object because you really can't take it apart and move it. It's a cement structure with um, mosaic on the front to move that. The expense would outweigh the value in moving it, but we have committed to having a professional photographer go in and shoot it. So if they are going to remove it, it will be photographed so that the images and the artwork itself will be collected. Well, Should it come good. down? Shouldn't it come down? You know, my personal feeling is that when we know better, we do better. And I think that removing art, and, and art isn't permanent. It's intended to be evolving and ever-changing. And so I, I'm okay with the removal of it. But I, I think that that's a debate for the city to have. And really, our whole public art program here in the community could use a little focus and attention. Yes, absolutely. That's for sure, for sure. So, Phyllis, do you have anything to add while we still have uh, Tracy with yeah, us? Yeah, well, this is Phyllis Warren, by the way, my uh, winger. <laughs> oh, hey, Phyllis, I didn't know you were there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so quiet. I'm, I'm Echo's Ed McMahon. Um, but anyway, my thoughts, um, what was given to us from the Expo in 1967 was that piece of artwork. And if it goes down, then it's just another cover-up. In my views, you know, like we have it there, people should see it. So then that way, that could be part of the truth and reconciliation to see that artwork about the priests and native people in front of them. You know, um, sometimes we should keep some of our heritage things like um, every town in BC has a heritage area in their town and houses have to remain looking the same on the outside so then that way people can reflect about their history do you see it that way yeah i've certainly certainly heard that argument and there's truth to it absolutely i think that you know if we were going to leave that statue or sculpture up downtown you really can't leave it as is. You'd need to at least add some new interpretation talking mm-hmm. about the the stories. And, you know, there was a colleague of mine who was quite upset about the removal of the third gallery at the Royal BC Museum, and his opinion was it should be left as is, but add interpretation to talk about why it's wrong. Right. You, you, you know, I think that there's, yeah, you can make that argument, but I think we can do better than that, too. Um, you know, when there's pieces up that someone has to walk past, I don't know, take a, some of the sculptures that have been removed around North America. General Lee is the one they always talk about in the U.S. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's a guy on a horse, whatever. But if you are a black person descended from slaves, then to have to walk past that every day as a celebratory figure who's been, uh, you know, celebrated in bronze in the middle of your community square, what does that say to you, whether you recognize it every minute of your life or not? The message is belittling and negative, and it makes it feel for that individual that their lived experience and that of their ancestors is less important than the individual on that horse. And so this is a different discussion, but it's the same basic premise that art that is made in one era for that era may not be the right art for the whole community in a new era. So where you're talking about a heritage home, that's one thing. Preserving heritage homes and heritage districts is sort of a different argument than the, the sort of celebratory sculptures that of a colonial seemed, master kind of thing or something yeah and they were big in the 60s and the 70s uh you know we we've evolved since then and and in my view most of that artwork those sculptures and even this one downtown here really aren't high art i think there really is better art to be had yeah true enough true enough interesting i always just envision digging it out drilling some holes in it, lifting it up with a crane and packing it down to the park and then making an explanation <laughs> on why it is bad um, kind of thing as, so that we can understand the the ideologies of the two things and try to reason out within our own minds what's um, going on there. But that's... Uh, I would argue that any money invested in that particular project probably has a better use elsewhere and I can yeah. only imagine the cost associated with that and the outcry Good to move point, that like you said, it's not really high art. So Tracy, you've got another 10 minutes to hang with us, can I get you to take a quick, we're going to take a quick break so I'll get you to sure. hold on, awesome Okay, well we'll be back with, <clears throat> excuse me, right back with more Tracy Calgeros on After 9 Join us each week for Music and the Spoken Word, featuring the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square, the longest-running, continuous weekly network broadcast in the world, celebrating over 90 years on the air. Each episode features modern and traditional arrangements of spiritual, patriotic, classical, and contemporary music, and a timely, inspiring message. Music and the Spoken Word with the Tabernacle Choir. Now heard Sunday mornings at 8, here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Make 2022 meaningful. Join Minerva BC's high-impact leadership programs. Emerging Leaders is a part-time development program designed to help new managers make the transition from individual contributor to effective leader. Starting April 6th, Emerging Leaders will equip participants with the mindset and tools needed to inspire others and achieve measurable results. For registration and more information on Emerging Leaders or other Minerva BC leadership programs like Women Leading the Way, Face of Leadership, and Learning to Lead, visit MinervaBC.ca. Advocate Life and Educational Services has a brand new website. This is an exciting step forward for Advocate as the new site is not only much nicer to look at, it's much easier to use and navigate because it's built with you in mind. Check it out today at advocate.ca. That's A-D-V-O-K-A-T-E dot C-A. Advocate Life and Educational Services. Easier to access with their new website at advocate.ca. Forecast from Environment Canada. Mainly cloudy today. Winds in the southwest at 40, gusting to 60, a high of 6. Cloudy tonight, a 70% chance of wet flurries overnight. Southwest winds diminishing to 20 this evening and a low of 0. For Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud, becoming cloudy near noon with a 60% chance of showers late in the afternoon. Winds south 20, gusting to 40, and a high of 6. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George. You're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. 
Well, good morning. Yes, we are back with more After 9. I've got Phyllis here with me as my winger. This is Echo Wiley, and we're speaking with Tracy Calageros. And she is the head of our exploration place here in town. So we've got um, Mr. PG sitting over there, and people are talking about perhaps moving him. Is that uh, something that's going to happen again? Yeah, I've heard lots of chatter about that, and the same talk that comes up every few years about trying to get a better place for our Visitor Information Centre for Tourism Prince George as well. So I think there's a desire to have the two of those operations at the same space, and they've talked for 20 years about moving them down to Clayton-Tenay Park or other places in the community. So there's nothing permanent in the works, but I suspect he's looking for a better home and a better backdrop for our visitors. Yeah, that was uh, my first thought when uh, Councilman Skaken brought that up on Facebook there was, you know, Exploration Place would be a great place to have him to take photos and that, plus a draw down to the park as well as a museum. And then I thought the Railway Museum. Mm-hmm. It's kind of out of the way, so if we had some kind of an ad to send folks over there, that would be another good leader for them as well. Yeah, I think you'll see a bunch of work coming out of Tours in Prince George in the next little bit. I, I talked to Colin, their CEO, over there a little while ago, and you know they've got that great new brand, the Base Camp to the North, which I think is just a fabulous brand for Prince George. Mm. And they're really looking at trying to, as as the world emerges out of the pandemic, trying to find a way to position Prince George so that the, the rest of the world realizes just how good we've got it here. Because, boy, I think we are in the best spot you could be in at the moment. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's why I so vigilantly fought against the plastics plant that's wanting to come to town, because I believe we have something that's so amazing here that the rest of the world doesn't. I went to the Bahamas myself in 2009, and I I was there for two days, and I was bored, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's nothing to see. <laughs> you get to see ocean and trees, and it's beautiful sunshine, but come on, we've got it so much better here, I believe. Oh, for sure. We're spoiled, and then we forget to lift our eyes to the horizon now and again and recognize just how spoiled we are. Correct, correct. Coming back um, from the California down there and just getting back into BC and seeing all the trees and the beautiful things we have. You know, sure, travel out of it, but you're always going to end up coming back, it seems, hey? Yes. Absolutely. I love this place. Yeah, I grew up here, and uh, I went and lived in Alberta for a year, and when I came back... I was so homesick for all the countryside, the mountains, the greenery, the trees, you know. And in a small way, I might have missed that pulp mill, too. (laughs) 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 Well, money does smell good when it's... uh... (laughs) Yes, it does. I don't know. I I think I'd take this over uh, Chilliwack every time. Oh, (laughs) Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, Yeah. I remember the horrors of driving down to the coast and getting in through Abbotsford and Chilliwack there and just going, oh, my God, it's silage week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that or even downtown Toronto. I mean, they don't call it the big smoke for nothing. We, uh, again, sometimes Prince George is its own worst enemy. We're so hard on ourselves and think everywhere else must be better, and it's just not true. Yes, I made that mistake uh, of guy I was dating was logging down in Port Alberni, and I thought, all right, I'm going down to the coast, I'm going to get some fresh air, and I get there, and it smelled worse than Port 
Prince George yet. It was like, oh my god! I ended up spending a week and a half there. It was like, oh no, time to go. Yeah, get me out of here. Mind you, the the drive and stuff through the the forests down there is just well worth it, anyways. So you guys got something coming up for Valentine's Day? What do you got going on that online event? I was curious to know what that was. Well, we just did our uh, adult speaker series, which was the chemistry of love, and that was sort of our lead-up to Valentine's Day. And then the uh, remainder of the programming, I'm, I'm afraid I'm actually not, I don't have it in front of me. I know they're doing programming out of Pine Center Mall, and it's actually Lisa Connor who manages all of our community programming right now. I've been stick-handling the main project here at the museum, so I'm not even physically in the same space. So that's a long way of telling you. I don't actually know, and it's kind of embarrassing. So oh, you have yeah. to go to my website. <laughs> Sorry for the pressure questions there, but uh, no, no worries. No, so not th- at all. I should have known that was a question that was coming, and I should have looked. It's uh, been no a long worries. couple of years. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you, my dear. And you're doing a fine job, though, I must add. So kudos <laughs> to you, I will say. So, well, thank you. You're very welcome. So um, why don't you give us your web address and stuff again, where everybody can check out all these amazing things and maybe a little bit of a, uh, again, as we said at the beginning of the show, a bit of a brush up on what it is that you got going on there online. Absolutely. So we've just launched our brand new website and it's at theexplorationplace.com. So please go and take a look. And one of the neatest things that you'll be able to explore there is our new online historical database. So not every one of our uh, collection items has an image, but an awful lot of them do, and there's somewhere in the neighborhood of a million-plus entries on our database, which lets you search not just us, but Two Rivers Gallery, the Prince George Railway and Forestry Museum, and all of the other in- heritage institutions in the surrounding region. So it's a really cool resource. If you're into local history, go have a look and do some plain language searching in there. There's also all sorts of information on that website about our upcoming events. We're, we're talking again about perhaps doing some workshops or camps over March break, so it's definitely worth paying attention at the moment. We're gearing right back up again to start our in-person public programming. Well, that's wonderful. That's really wonderful. So that's theexplorationplace.com. You got it. Awesome. Go check it out, everybody. And uh, the YMCA, it's so nice that they're opening up that childcare space. That would be a nice little hike for the kids to just cruise right over to Exploration Place and the park and all that stuff. You guys got any combinations going on with them? We certainly will. When we reopen, we'll go right back to doing all of that early learning and uh, school readiness work that we were doing. We toyed around with an outdoor preschool and we experimented a bit with that last summer. I think we're going to really focus on the uh, Clayton Tenay Child Care Project that they're going to be building adjacent to our facility here in the park. Um, that, I think, is planning to get into the ground this spring. They did all the archaeological surveys last fall. So, it's yeah, it's looking like that one's going to be cool, too. So we'll just keep doing the work that we do, and rather than being the primary caregivers, we'll be the programmers. Excellent, excellent. Well, Tracy Kellogeros, thank you so much for coming on today. You are a Prince George rock star, my dear. And mm-hmm. thank I appreciate you. that. You're very, very yes. welcome. And uh, you take care and be well and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks Can't wait to have you all in in May. Oh, us too. Thanks again. Bye take for care. now. Bye now. We're going to take another break and be right back with more After 9. Feedback can be both hard to receive and crucial in professional development. Vantage Point's Giving and Receiving Feedback Workshop will help you develop skills to build engagement and strengthen relationships, support growth and development, and enhance performance. Registration full details are available through the events link at vantagepoint.ca. 
an ideal workshop for all nonprofit leaders, staff, and volunteers. Giving and receiving feedback, March 10th from 1 to 4 through Vantage Point, transforming nonprofit organizational leadership. Developed for their current exhibit, The Politics of Sound, Two Rivers Gallery invites you to spend time in their listening booth. In the booth, you can enjoy playlists curated by gallery staff and learn more about the sounds and stories influenced by some of the artwork in the exhibition. Two Rivers Gallery is open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 5 until 9 on Thursday and from noon to 5 on Sunday. Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in the Canada Games Plaza. Miracle Theatre has announced that their upcoming production of On Golden Pond has been rescheduled. The recent spread of the Omicron virus has prompted the delay in performances. The production will now run from March 23rd to April 17th. Miracle Theatre is donating all proceeds from the production to start an endowment for the Prince George Hospice Palliative Care Society with the Prince George Community Foundation. Tickets for On Golden Pond will go on sale March 1st at Books and Company. My life was going downhill fast. Everybody was on my case. Now, I kept hoping that life would change real soon. I knew drinking too much messed up my life. A friend suggested I check out AA. It worked. I found myself in an AA group. Finally, I've got my act together. Visit aa.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Good day. Yes, hello. We are back with more After 9 Monday morning wake up. So that was Tracy. And oh my gosh, what an exciting time we're going to have once that museum's open. I'm highly looking forward to it. Yes, yes, yes. At the Exploration Place. So go to theexplorationplace.com to check out everything that's going on down there and their expansions. And they have a local data history thing and everything. So it's very cool. Now we're going to get into what's going on for Valentine's Day next week because uh, it's for coming me. Up. Yeah, it's coming up. And it's always been something that I haven't really spent too much time thinking about. So. What's going on is uh, up on the Heart and the Crown Banquet Hall on Valentine's Day, there's um, money being raised that goes to Prince George Hospice Society, and it's called Prince PG's Couple of the Year Competition. And what it is, it's a takeoff of the classic game show that saw couples compete to see who knew better. This fundraiser called PG's Best Couple, and the year competition is just that. It's... uh, so phone on up there to the uh, Heart Crown Banquet and see what's going on with that, because that sounds like a worthwhile and a lot of fun fundraiser. Yeah. it's. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's like the match game almost or something. Yeah, that would be really good for yeah. couples to be able to spend Valentine's Day together and see if they are the best couple of the year. Or maybe it seems to be almost, it sounds more like it's like the newlyweds game. So that yeah, would be really interesting. Be, be, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, what do you remember that yeah. this person does? Yeah, that was a, that was a great show, that um, that uh, newlywed game. I remember there was this one couple on there, and there's this really pretty blonde girl and this guy, and the question was asked, and then he comes up with this statement <laughs> that was... Yeah, well, she looks good now, but you should see her in the morning without her makeup and stuff on, right? And this woman shot that guy a look. 
<laughs> I thought to myself, okay, newlywed is going to be dead here pretty quick. <laughs> she ain't going to be putting up with that stuff, and he's going to learn a fast lesson. So that was kind of neat. So, yeah, there's that. And uh, you can phone up, find out what time it starts and what's going on with it. But it's a hospice fundraiser. So, absolutely, that would be called, that's called PG's Best Couple of the Year Competition. And also, they have, Phyllis, I'll let you do this one. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Art Gallery Booze and Build Maker Night. Um, so you make, build, create, and have some adult drinks with your loved ones or your friends for the Valentine's Day. Two Rivers Gallery is hosting a booze and build maker for adults on February 14th. There's going to be wine or craft beer and one-of-a-kind activities. Laser tattoo a banana, make a 3D doodle, and explore the exhibits. You have to be over 19 years old for this one, and the tickets are $40 each. It starts at 7 p.m. and runs until 10 p.m. So you can register online for that excellent night, you know, so you can build stuff, have a few little drinky poos, and and be with loved ones and friends again. That's right. That's right. And maybe get to spot a few really cool things in the art gallery. Yes. That too, you know. Totally. And that whole laser tattooing a banana, that sounds really an interesting prospect of something to do. Speaking of which, another thing to do is... um, uh, at Handsome Cabin Boy t- Tattoo, they're um, hosting a special Valentine's Flash Day. And and that's uh, they'll do flash tattoos for couples, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, right on. And yeah. you could get a matching tattoo with your loved one again. Absolutely. That you can do holding hands while you get a tattoo that would be fantastic that's very cool and they do mention that they don't that's uh, no bank cards they have uh, cash only there so be prepared to show up and you got to be uh, 17 or older and if not you got to bring a parent with you so if you really cash wanted to hand. if your son or daughter's you know your valentine because of course we love our families and uh, that would be a neat thing to do too Mm-hmm. Doors open at 10 a.m., and I imagine they'll be doing that all day long. It's going to be first come, first serve, arms, legs only, and one tattoo per person. So there you go. Yeah, you know, that would be great. A great way to celebrate, you know, new beginning. Hopefully the pandemic is over and, and we can start going and doing different activities yeah yeah and uh the um thirsty moose up at the university has another one going on it's uh a very potter pub night Ooh. yeah which is uh people who really love harry potter can go up there and spend a special valentine's day in the harry potter theme pub um the UNBC Musical Productions is throwing a very Potter pub night for all the muggles to rejoice. There's going to be trivia and prizes as well as Quidditch Pong and a costume contest and themed drinks. And that's at the Thirsty Moose at the, um, at the uh, university. That sounds like way too much fun. Yes, and there's also the open house at the observatory. Um, what romantic, more romantic than looking at the stars. And that observatory, that's the one that's out by um, West Lake is where you head out to get to that one. 
that's where our observatory is, in case everyone's wondering. So Yes, and it's running from 7.30 to 10.30 at night, and with the viewing, it depends on the weather like everything else. But remember to dress warmly, because it does get cold at night, you know, and out there you're going to be in the opening. That's right, that's right. That's, uh, that's the thing that I think I'd like to do, actually. Yeah. yeah. Totally, you know, totally. Uh, love is in the stars. That's right. Stars, star-crossed lovers. That's a yes. good thing. Sometimes, is that star-crossed, is that good or is that bad? I guess it depends on the the, on the, the people. Uh, aspect of the stars and the people. Yeah. So um, we got to take a little quick break here, and we will be back. We're announcing some fun things to do on Valentine's Day for you this year because uh, we all got to know what's going on. So we'll be back with more After 9 Valentine's announcements. To increase public knowledge, skills, confidence, and competence in managing complex issues related to workplace sexual harassment, Sharp Workplaces has free online training available. Registration and course details are available through the training link at sharpworkplaces.org. Sexual harassment advice, response, and prevention for workplaces also aims to improve access to legal supports and resources for those who experience workplace sexual harassment. For free public legal education information and more, visit sharpworkplaces.org. I guess I called AA because alcohol didn't work anymore. Drinking used to give me a sense of meaning in life. I called AA not knowing what to expect. Certainly not cheerfulness, but that's what I got. People had humor. They seemed to be at ease. I hung around. Now I feel much more comfortable with myself and the people around me. Visit aa.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. The schedule has been confirmed for the 2022 BKT Tires and OK Tire World Women's Curling Championship presented by Nature's Bounty. Ticket packages and single draw tickets for the tournament are available through curling.ca slash 2022 World Women slash tickets and at the CN Center box office. Featuring teams from 13 countries, the 2022 BKT Tires and OK Tire World Women's Curling Championship presented by Nature's Bounty, March 19th to 27th at CN Centre. Forecast from Environment Canada. Mainly cloudy today. Winds in the southwest at 40, gusting to 60, a high of 6. Cloudy tonight, a 70% chance of wet flurries overnight. Southwest winds diminishing to 20 this evening and a low of 0. For Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud becoming cloudy near noon with a 60% chance of showers late in the afternoon. Wind south 20, gusting to 40 and a high of 6. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Hello, hello. We are back with more After 9, and we're telling you about what's going on down at Valentine's Day next week, just so we're all a little prepared. These things, by the way, are in the Prince George Citizens, but I just wanted to get them out on the air. I thought that it might be uh, something to do to talk about. Lots of fun. We have a Breath of Bliss Love Ceremony at Chinook Yoga, which you can, if you want to have some me time this Valentine's Day, you can go down and do special Breaths of Bliss class. This that is, sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. The, the class will explore the energy of the heart chakra, anathata, anahata, and expand your ability to feel more love and feel more alive, which 
really makes sense. And imagine if you went down there and did it with a partner. Other, yes. You know, you could go down and do some of that, you know, and gather that feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, no prior experience of anything is needed and uh, everyone's welcome. And I'm sure with all of these uh, as Steve just brought up with all of these things that are going on that there will be of course COVID protocols with all of them and, and see what's going on so uh, it's not like it's a free for all for anybody who's freaked out out there so um, yeah we should be having that would be a lots of fun there is a cost involved with that and you could phone Chinook Yoga and uh, book book and find out what that is going to be and we also another thing an, an old time favorite is uh, f- public skating oh wow so Valentine's Day there is uh, public skating at the Elk Center up on the heart or the Rolling Mix Concrete Arena so mm-hmm. check that out yeah yeah, you know, get on a pair of skates and hold your loved one's hand as you skate around the arena. That's that right. Would be a nice, fun way of doing things. Absolutely, good exercise, good fresh air, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we've always got tobogganing, folks. Too. That's another thing that a person can oh, go yes. out and do. I love doing that. Mm-hmm. While we still got the time, there might not be much snow well, left yeah. for a while, especially with this week in the weather where we're above zero and things are melting. Correct. So nice to have it melting, I tell you. Yes, it's really nice to see it come, but it's also nicer when it leaves us. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I love the green more than the white, that's for sure. Yes. That's funny that I just said that, too, for anybody who knows me. Um, <laughs> we uh, also have another thing, and I'm not exactly sure... That, um, this is in in the um, Citizen. It, it announces this, but I don't know where this place called Wonderland is. And they're having a two-headed giant magic date mm. night at Wonderland. If you love magic, the, the gathering, and want to share it with your sweetheart, then this is the event for you. Or maybe you've already both loved magic and want to have a fun night out. Well, this is an event for you. Wonderland is hosting a special date night. You'll play two-headed giant sealed tournament, get a party favor, and have some fun. Hmm. Right on. So now I'm going to look up Wonderland and see what that yeah, is. Yeah, that because, does sound uh, fun. I, I'm absolutely curious to find out. What else do you like to do on Valentine's Day, Phyllis? Well, I like it that, you know, the husband would take me out pre-pandemic. And now that we have our vaccine uh, cards and everything else like that, hopefully he can take me out. And it's just nice to have a nice evening with him and sit and talk about the things. And this year, our daughter is getting married. That was just a news that you broke to me. Congrats. And you guys have had such a hard time. Yes, she has been trying to get married since September 2020. Uh, We had canceled her wedding here at the end of January, but we said, throw it to the wind. Let's get her done. You know, um, they're leaving town on the 21st for their honeymoon, so it's going to be on the 20th. And uh, it's just a family gathering, his family, her family. And I think in some ways that's the most romantic thing, a small, intimate ceremony to begin a new life together. Absolutely. And it is Valentine's, so it would be great. 
Right on, right on. Well, I've just discovered what Wonderland is. It is a hobby store in Prince George here. That is, um, yeah, and it's on 15th Avenue, 3328 15th Avenue here in Prince George. So if you're looking for something to do with your kids, you know, go check that out. I'm I'm pretty happy to. Isn't that around the Parkwood? Well, I was just thinking that it might be somewhere around there. Oh, it does say number 102. So it would be in in Parkwood Mall. There we go. Yeah, right on. A good place, you know, a new place. And uh, what magical way of starting things (laughs) (laughs) is on Valentine's Day with a big gathering. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, your your wedding, your... um, your, Oh, it's not my wedding. No, no, the the wedding, (laughs) your family wedding of your daughter. And uh, that you guys are doing it in one of the highlight premier places in no, town. No, we're, okay. We decided because it's um, you know we couldn't meet the protocols of the pandemic and everything. It's going to be held at, in their own house. Oh, and, beautiful! Oh, well, that's really you know, nice. Flowers. Which is, they've and, got a gorgeous new house that they yes, just purchased. They did, oh, and, that's outstanding! You know, and then the big um, ceremony will be. Uh, May long weekend, and family and friends will be invited to that. This is just for his parents, her parents, um, you know, brothers and sisters um, of both of them. Yeah, and you know, um, it's time for us to come together. Yes, you know, because there has been a this. lot of being apart because of this whole pandemic issue and and uh, what's been going th- on and political th- views within the family and I've I've yep. got that as well. Yep. I think we all might and and um, they've been trying to get married since September 2020 and uh, February 20th was um, their fifth date for a wedding. Holy criminy! Yes, so crazy, you crazy. know we. At this point, when they canceled, it was like, we'll just go do it, you know. So this is what they're doing for their parents and their family and for themselves, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. And and I'm just excited about their new life together. I, I, I think they're a very strong couple. That's great. That's so nice. Kind of biased, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like it. You gotta yes. like it. Well, we gotta take a quick break here again, and we will be back with more After Nine. I was somewhat discouraged because there seemed to be a large majority of white people in the AA fellowship. I had so many old ideas about race, I thought that recovery was only for white people. But I kept coming anyway, because there's a little defiance in me still. And I would not accept that this miracle was racist. The longer I stayed with AA, the more I realized that we're all in this together. Visit AA.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. Teen Art Showcase 2022 is set for March at your public library. Culminating with an awards reception in the Keith Gordon Room on April 2nd, award categories include Best Overall, Best Original, Best Use of Materials, Social Commentary, and People's Choice. All art mediums will be accepted. For more information, email lredpath at studio2080.com. Art Showcase 2022, on for the month of March at the Prince George Public Library. Art pieces must be ready for submission on February 25th or 26th. 
The Alzheimer's Society of BC is continuing their series of online webinars. Everyone is encouraged to learn more about dementia and its stark impact on Canadians through their website, alzbc.org. While there, you can also register for their free webinars or watch previous presentations. The next webinar is Mapping Your Journey, Stages and Progression of Dementia, Wednesday from 2 to 3. The Alzheimer's Society of BC, bringing you support and information for dementia at alzbc.org. Heighten your executive performance with Vantage Point's Executive Lab. This transformational program will elevate your leadership skills to engage your board, staff, and volunteers and move your team towards your organizational goals. Registration and full details are available through the Executive Lab link under training at thevantagepoint.ca. The workshop runs seven consecutive Thursdays starting May 5th. Application deadline is March 24th. Vantage Point's Executive Lab, transforming not-for-profit leadership at thevantagepoint.ca. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, good morning. We are once again back with After 9. This is Echo, and I've got Phyllis here with me. Yeah, it's Monday. It is Monday, and we got a whole week again uh, coming up against us, and uh, it's not so bad because it's thawing. Yay! Warm weather. Warm weather. Melting. Buds. Things are starting to bud up. The animals clean up all the old dog stuff that's laying around, starting to become unburied. Ooh, I don't like that very much. Yeah, yeah. The little surprises that they left you. Yes. Gift Valentine gift baskets from the dogs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Let's not talk about that anymore. So, yeah, we got uh, Tracy Calgeros on from the Exploration Place. And, wow, it sounds like there's some super dynamic stuff happening down there. You just got to go to theexplorationplace.com. That's their new website. It sounds really exciting and lots of things to do on there and check out. They have events, online events. And she said they were shooting for May, correct, was as the opening date for the Exploration Place, which is going to be such a, an amazing addition to the city you know and one of the things going down to the park and everything else after walking around you kind of get hungry and cravings and stuff and now they're going to have a takeout window right there absolutely you know fantastic absolutely and i kind of hope that they allow some of the food trucks to go down there and park you know maybe give them permits to go sit somewhere and yeah and that would be a good place for them to go as well we got a really good city uh carol van mook there on uh, on our downtown business core working on all kinds of plans like that and uh got a lot of really good focus groups in town looking yeah. forward to the farmers markets opening up yeah foodie fridays that's right that's right you know like stuff like that would be fantastic mm-hmm. once again you know yes um the food trucks out on fridays and you can have a taste of this and a taste of that and it is yummy friday yeah we got the omicron right now and it seems to be subtler even though it's more contagious than the last uh bout of covid things uh seem to be calming down quite a bit i hope yeah and you know with the warmer weather it seems like this you know covid seems to kind of die down because more people are outside enjoying you know the sunshine and of course you're still doing your your you know 
separation of other people yeah, and big yeah. groups. And if you are in a big group, you can sit out on lawns and form a big, huge talking circle and visit with everybody. Yeah, all kinds of good stuff. Park benches are always open, and we got our new little park downtown in the city that's really nice to go sit on. We're working on our homeless issues. Things are looking up here for everybody. It's pretty cool. Yes, we're starting to come along. Everything's starting to click again, yep. which is fantastic, you know. Absolutely. But that's how Prince George has always been. We get down in, in the dumps, but you know what? We come back and we're bigger and better than ever. That's right. That's right. There's a lot of good community spirit here, and it seems to be far outweighing the bad community spirit, which is absolutely awesome yes and you know right now you can feel the coming of the end of this pandemic it's been a long two years for lots of people you know um so we can only hope for the best and you know remember to be kind to people you know exactly you know keep your distance and you know if you're going to keep wearing your mask you know comment on people's masks you know i've got quite a mask collection <laughs> me too you know, i get and, good comments a lot and i yeah. love to see funny ones so you know yeah and, and there is a lot of bronchial issues and stuff and people out there that you know might even just want to continue to wear masks even though all this is all yes. done just for their you know, own protection against colds and flus and all that stuff. Yes, and, and it seems like we have brought those numbers down with the colds and the flus since masks have been worn. Truly, truly. You know, the viral has been kept out of our system because of that little mask. It's no biggie. And you know what? You can make someone stay by saying, oh, my God, I love your mask. Truly. And whether they're male or female. That's you know, right. Everyone needs a little pick-me-up about what the, their choices are. That's absolutely right. And that point you made about being kind is so very important because, you know, we may not agree with how other people... Um, how other people think or feel towards what's going on. And, uh, I mean, most, the, 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 actually, the majority of Canadians are reasonable people. And, um, you know, we see a lot of stuff that's different and we've never had to deal with before. And uh, just remember, whether you're for or against masks, vaccinations, whatever, just be kind to each other and hold on to the fact that this is slowly hopefully going away yes and remember everybody has rights you know and and so we have to respect people's choices mm -hmm. you know and, and and the government and uh people have responsibilities so you know weighing the difference between the rights and responsibilities is is a huge huge issue yes and you know saying excuse me uh you know sorry Thank you. You know, these terms, you know, please and thank you, it, it, it goes a long way. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And and it's showing a little bit of respect for someone, too, you know, when you say, oh, excuse me, sorry. You know, especially when you're shopping and your cart hits into another cart. Mm -hmm. you know? Or people pass closer and then, oh, there's, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're running into people in the stores without masks on and then people are walking up to them and they're threatening to get stabbed. And it's like, what is going on here? Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. Like, <laughs> let's keep those let's, feet, let's, six feet away from each other. That's you know? right. You know, like if they don't want to wear a, wear a mask, at least they're, they seem to be staying six feet away from you. You know, there's 
there's not so many people running around coughing at other people's faces and such as we had to begin with. Things seem to have calmed down quite a bit. Yes, you know, and and we should respect everybody's choices, mm-hmm. whether they're wearing a mask or not. And if, you know, if they're not wearing a mask, we have that option to keep the distance. That's we right. We don't need to go up and tell them, hey, you need to do this. Because... You don't really have the right to tell somebody exactly. what to do. Um, Everyone has their own right to choose what they want to do. We're all adults. That's right. That's right. And uh, it's just tough. So we have to... Just hope for the best for all those people who are in Ottawa dealing with what they're dealing with. Uh, Phyllis and I were talking last week. Her her brother lives in Ottawa, so my we were, nephew or your nephew. Sorry, yep. we were we were having a conversation about that. And I mean, it is all over the news everywhere. Uh, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be talking about it. Or uh, maybe if we're not talking about it, we should just be hoping and that all of this will subside soon pass soon pass that the people who are being offended uh are going to be um free of the offenses that are happening against them that common sense and reasonability will prevail with what's going on down there we understand that there there are different points but um we're and, just hoping that uh you know the you whole know. kindness factor falls into play. And he was saying that the noise is quite disturbing, you know. Oh, and, it's, it's and crazy. Fireworks and, and uh, you know, and uh, you really have to look at the reasonability. That's what we need here is reason. And, and uh, some of the protesters aren't really being so reasonable. So they need to. The people who live in Ottawa in that downtown core right now. They have the right to their privacy mm-hmm. and and quiet nights because that's, that's why they live there. Yeah, and, and uh, the style of protesting, it just doesn't seem too Canadian to me. But we do have to get going. It is uh, the oh, end of the another m- morning after 9, another Monday down from uh, Echo and Phyllis and Steve on the board. We'd like to say thanks for joining us today. Stay safe, be kind, and uh, check out that website TheExplorationPlace.com After 9 is a daily presentation of CFISFM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Echo Wiley, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Additional contributors include CBC News and the National Campus and Community Radio Association. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. You're listening to CFIS-FM Prince George, a not-for-profit community radio station broadcasting with 500 watts of power at 93.1 on the FM dial. CFIS-FM is owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio Society.